You are now listening to Conscientization 101, an online magazine combining reflection, music, and action through independent media. It's uh, very important to be with conscious African women and men. And I'm very excited to see Conscientization 101, to see Sister Zari there and the brother James and uh, to see that you have started an organization to conscientize the world, especially African people about what's really going on in this world. Conscientization 101. A lot of these people right now in this conscious, so-called conscious movement, they're not actually living in that, in that lifestyle. Fakers. That's why, you know, obviously yourself, we're on the same sort of frequency. That's why you're listening to the same things I'm listening to because we're sharing that same sort of thought. We want the same sort of things and a lot of people don't want the same sort of things. Even yourself, what you're doing now is for the people. So everything is people-based. Globally conscientizing. What's making me proud of what um, this kind of connection here is that, you know... Well, no matter what is said, no matter what is done, um, you, you leave that, you leave listening to our music with a feeling. The same way we're going to leave this conversation with a feeling. And um, that is the most important thing you know, for, for I and I, the, the vibe and the energy and the feeling that you leave with. Because you might not remember every lyric, but you're going to remember the feeling. So um, that's, 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 that's really important and that's what I'm getting from what you're doing. Doing, doing, doing. All
could it be? I can tell it's time by the way that she looks at me Taking off my turban and my trainers Banging on the walls, disturbing all my neighbours Wraps her legs around me Grips me with her emotion and surrounds me Drowns me in a car I can't swim Then she comes to my rescue when we start again Chills, remembering the thrills when nature calls And there's rain against my windowsill Juices spill and the sweat drips Anytime I penetrate the tips of her wet lips It's not another love song But the love's strong And the time is to become one not another love song, but the love trung and the turn is to become one with you and I. Oh, you have me so relaxed, really all about you. Yeah, it's all about you. Yeah, I said it's all about you. And whenever we, oh, our energies collide, make me all about you. It's all about you. I swear, I say it's all about you. Oh, when you and I, oh, you have me so relaxed. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Conscientization 101 Podcast. I'm your host on this episode and senior editor of Conscientization 101, James Stone. All right. It's good to be back here with you after some time now. I've got to tell you, it's been an ordeal of hurricanes and hospital rooms since we last there. I am not joking. But uh, we are really excited about being on today's show. As you can hear in the background, we are grooving to the smooth sounds of Decolonize This, Properly Defining Settlers, Part 1. The instrumental track that yours truly produced. And if you want to get a hold of the original track, it's available in our store. But we'll tell you more about that later on, okay? Don't worry about that. We're going to tell you how to get out of gutters, okay? But now, okay, okay, let's get into what today's show is going to be about. Now, I know you heard that Oshun and Shango complimentary pairing at the top of the show, that song, You and I know it's all about you. I know you were like, oh, who is that? Who is that right there? Who are those two right there? All right? What you were just hearing were the collective talents of our sister, songstress, poet, Asabi Hawa. And of course, our brother, Rago Zulu Rebel, Rex. And those two together formed a critically acclaimed phenomenal group, You and Me. All right, yes. We will be playing on this podcast, on this episode, excerpts from a dialogue we had with our sister and brother on July 
2017 that we entitled A Complimentary Bond, You and Me, Asabi Hawa and Ragazulu Rebel. The dialogue actually went on for almost two and a half hours, so we had to break it up into two parts. So what you're about to hear is excerpts from part one, okay? Now let me tell you about the interview. We had fun in this interview. We actually got to meet Mama Zulu Rebel. We got to meet Rago's mama in the interview, man. So I'm saying we had fun. We was chopping it up like we ain't seen each other in a long time. Boy, I'm telling you, that was ooh. But anyway, let me, I'm, 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 just, I'm setting the atmosphere of what we're getting down. I just set the atmosphere, I'm laying it down. It was very congenial. Familial, it was the bonds of us coming back together. The bond, it gave us life. See, 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 Asabi, I'm working on it now. I'm working. I, I ain't got the voice like you, though, sis. All right. But let me tell you about you and me. You and me, again, Asabi and Rago, they recently released their dynamic and inspirational debut album on January 13th, 2017. And it's called Folk Songs. Now, we not only had the opportunity to discuss this monumental work in depth, this album, this folk songs in depth, but we talked about much, 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 much more. So on this episode, we explore with you and me such topics as... The origins of how you and me came together as a group. Being self-directed versus self-made. The importance of balance and complementarity. The importance of language and media created images and the selling of lifestyles. Okay, that's pretty much what we're gonna talk about with you and me. Uh, I want you to sit back, Asabi Hawa, Raggle Zulu Rebel, you and me, folk songs the debut album. I'm talking too much. Get into with these dynamic Africans. We'll see you at the other end of the show. Peace. Today on today's show, we have Sister Sabi Hawa and Raga Zulu Rebel. Um, and we have them on the show um, because they have a new app. Well, it's not brand new, but they have an album called Folk Songs You and Me. And we want to talk about basically them as a group. And we also want to talk about the album. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the album. Uh, tell We want you to start off and keep talking about how y'all started doing music together. I know for a fact, I don't want to act like we on some Christopher Columbus type thing. You know what I'm saying? We discovered the new world and nothing like that. But you know, uh, uh, the first time we saw uh, Sister Asabi, it was in the hell I I was like, oh man, then it was like a black backdrop. I thought y'all came out of the solar system. And y'all were like Osiris rising again. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, what is this? And then y'all came out with an album. And then Rago DM me and said, yeah, you know, uh, we working on something. But that wasn't the sister that was singing. It was something else. But don't worry, she can sing. Because when you say you charge me, you know what I'm saying? So there we go. Heaven was a mile away. Can you please talk to how y'all two got, got together? together? Please, the beautiful music conception. Thank you. Um, it all started with Asabi's cousin, Tony. You know Tony S? Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. Star of David on your also on Return of John Messenger. So uh, um, that's the Sierra Leone link, basically. Yes. So it's all it all started in Africa. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. So basically, um, 
my cousin took me to one of Rago's shows. I knew Rago because he knew my cousin, but I didn't know him. We traveled in similar circles. I don't know. I don't know that man. I don't know that brother. <laughs> I don't know him. I'd seen his face before. Let's say that. Um, and then, <laughs> and then my cousin took me to one of his shows, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's so amazing!" And he seemed like he was his genuine self. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be that kind of performer. Uh-huh. I want people to see me like that when I'm on stage." Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, okay, well, you know make yourself be around like-minded people and whatnot. So I reached out to Rago and I was like, oh, I'm Tony's cousin. Um, I want to come to show. And he was like, cool. And he was like, oh, actually, let's collaborate first. So um, we met up. He played me a couple of tracks. Uh, we wrote some things together mm-hmm. um, and then recorded them. And then um, I had Dark Skin Man. And basically, it that had started off as a poem. So the first verse was all I had written. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my best friends had said, oh, you know, I think you should write a second verse to that. And I was like, um, OK, cool. So I wrote the second verse, but it still didn't feel like a complete piece. Mm-hmm. And by this point now, I'd met Rago and we'd already written together. So I thought, OK, well, here's a dark skinned man that I know. OK, <laughs> I was like, do you have a verse for this? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So he wrote it. He wrote the verse. We recorded it. And then um, we performed it somewhere. And then every other time I performed it without him, people were like, oh, where's, where's, where's the guy? <laughs> the guy with the turban. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So then I kind of tried to make sure he would come um, to the performances um, if I was going to do that track. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you know what? The way the uh, people just had so much love for that track. And I was like, you know what? I think we should be a band. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Basically. is a nice song. I like that song. That's one of my favorites. The whole album is good, though. I can't really pick which one I like the most, but you know, it's a good <laughs> album. It is. Yeah. Uh, as far as yeah, the album and the one thing about like I like about the album, uh, uh, the same thing I like about uh, uh, Rolling Stone and all the Raggles work and stuff like that. When we talked about Tate and Loud, the sugar so sweet, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when we're talking about stuff like that, it's a complete album. You see what I'm saying? It's not like um. It, it, it's kind of like you know you you got you get a snippet. There you go. You get a complete under the the three hundred and sixty degrees relationship, and then we also talking about the African connection, which I always got to do. Diaspora is calling me. Diaspora at the top, a sample of it kind of thing for the intro and something towards the outro, and then having it in the middle because as much as you may get distracted by the love songs and all that, as Peter Tosh would say, the darling, I love you. Yeah, it's not just that alone. And also the darling I love you is essential, the relationship and the, the dark skinned man and the mellow mood and the, um and the, uh, all about you. And, uh, because if it's not all about you, if there's not a mellow mood, if there's not man or woman, and if you check back to the um to point because the unity of the family was then broken because it became an individualist movement for people yes, trying to get yes, their own. Yes. And everyone trying to get like, you know, when, when the ship's sinking, so everyone's just trying to grab peace, but then there's not even enough wood to float no more. So you're all on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I want to get deeper into that. But before uh, we get into that, you know, I want to talk about beats and I want to talk about bars. Oh, no, that's you and Tony S song. I'm sorry. But anyway, my point is, I want to talk about, uh, <laughs> threw that in there, return to John Messenger. Uh, Asabi, I want to talk to you specifically about uh, uh, your development in the guitar, okay? Because that's my that's my acoustic guitar. That's my that's my instrument. 
And I love to see the that's sisters. Play, that's the sisters playing the instruments now. You see, that's what I go for. <laughs> you know, I ain't on no skinny jeans stuff now. But I, I like to see y'all play the play the good. Tell us about how you learned to play the instruments. I think that's real inspiring. Learning how to play an instrument and stuff. Mm-hmm, it is. Thank you. Um, well, basically, I used to sing in a band called Seven Sons, the number seven and like suns in the sky. And that's a like 13 piece Afro Latin jazz band. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mainly are an instrumental band, um, but they I was there as a vocalist for them. Um, and basically being around all of those musicians, like I love live music, full stop. Um, so being around all those musician, musicians was really inspiring. And then um, because um, I was writing a lot more when I was in the band, then it kind of inspired me to go out and, and do solo shows and whatnot. Um, but I didn't want to be reliant on finding a musician on the day or at the time or finding time to rehearse with a musician. So I thought if I learned mm. to play the guitar for myself, mm. then all I had to do was pick up my guitar and go. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's what I did, basically. I, um, um, I kind of researched guitars um I asked the guys in the band um to help me out as well and then um I got a guitar um I got a guitar book and um I just like Rago said I started clinging (laughs) on the guitar (laughs) and um because I can be I can be quite um I don't know if lazy is the word but um I can lose focus um when I've set myself a project at times so I thought if I write songs on the guitar straight away then that will make me practice more because I will learn and rehearse the songs and I want to perform them. So uh, that's what I did. So um, I learned like a few chords, um, made mm-hmm, sure I could play mm-hmm. them cleanly. And then um, I just started writing songs with the chords that I could play. Mm-hmm. And I took it from there, basically. And yeah. Um, yeah. That's what you did. That's exactly what I did. I love, I love this. I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting over here geeking, man. I'm like, this is that African ingenuity over here. That's exactly what I did, but I just couldn't still. Like you said, I learned my C, I learned my G, and yeah, I, was, yeah, I was trying to learn how to hammer on, hammer off, and stuff. And, you know, I was trying, but I, man, but. You know, I can't sing, but you guys can play and sing because you got that beautiful ethereal voice. That's some that ethereal, oh, that crystal clear. Thanks. It's like your voice is like is like drinking some peppermint tea on a crisp day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, sweet darling. You know what I'm saying. She could, she could put that on her, on her next album on, as a as a like as a quote. I know, like right? drinking peppermint tea on a hot day. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just so... That was poetic. It, hey, I, that was I'm, very poetic. I'm telling you, because I'm telling you, we, we put that album in, it's a beautiful album, and um, I, um, I'm glad you said about how you develop instruments, because a lot of times, you know, when we look at ourselves as African people around the world, you know, the first thing we look to, because we've been trained this way now, because it's natural, we've been trained all this dispersion on the continent, dispersion to the east, yeah. dispersion to the west to say maybe UNICEF and them is going to teach us the way, right? Mm. But if if you ain't got no lessons, if you ain't got the, the proper, proper structure, yeah, the proper structure, <laughs> the proper <laughs> schedules and stuff from Margaret Thatcher, yeah, then what we, gonna, what we got to do, we got to teach ourselves, like you said. And, exactly. and, and we want to, exactly. uh, uh, like Fanon said, start at the end. Like you said, sister... Start with what you know and then write around what yes. you know. Yes, exactly. And I feel like my playing style has developed over time because of either of the, the 
music that I've been listening to while I've been learning the guitar or the kind of sounds that I'm, I'm trying to create um, or the kind of moods I'm trying to create. And as well as that, um, um, I've given myself tasks where I learn covers of songs as well, because mm-hmm. because I'm self-taught, it means I'm just playing in my God-given style. Um, but it's good to broaden your style and, and learn other techniques and, and, and methods. Mm-hmm. So I would learn a cover here and a cover there that would maybe have a different type of rhythm or style to what I'm used to playing for myself so that I could kind of naturally branch out. And now I'm at a point where I'm finger plucking and I'm like, yay! Oh, yeah, when you get to that point, that is, yes, (laughs) I have not made it there yet. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) When you start doing... Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's it's nothing like learning how to develop and play stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's the the joy of learning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And that type of uh, skill of learning and teaching yourself being an autodidact and stuff. It's not that we don't, and it's, you know, people say, you know, well, I'm self, I'm in self-talk individualistic. Nobody teaches me nothing. Well, no, you had the materials and the cover songs. You just uh, self-directed yourself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And from exactly. there, but it's still people left the stuff. We put it down and we can pick it up and go from there. And it's that type of internal yeah. initiative. Is why yeah. is what we need to build what we need to do. That's the diaspora. Yeah. And I and, I, and, and if y'all want to add, it, saying about, go ahead, about the initiative to turn around and pick it up and do for yourself. But this is what remember we were talking about the whole spirituality before and religions and groups and ideas and theologies and it, it's always that they're always waiting for whoever to come and do it for them, but they're not realizing that the tools, the guidance, the map, the formula, the the it's already set. You just got to pick it up and do it. Yeah. And the thing is, if you pick it up and do it yourself, then you end up sharing it with others anyway. Because, you know, at at some point, someone's going to come and ask you, oh, how long have you been doing this for? Mm -hmm. How did you get started with that? Or, you know, how do you do that? And then, you know, you're sharing and and that person then shares it on with the next person. And before you know it, you've got a tree branch that's that's grown like however many additional branches onto it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But people want the quick fix. You know, they don't they don't yeah. want the yep. development part. They don't want the learning yeah. part. They want the hey, let's hurry up and where is the concert, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the novelty aspect, yeah. isn't it? No uh-huh. one wants to put in the, the year yeah. round annual work that it takes to water it to grow it to development. Everyone just wants to party in. Yeah. No one wants to even clean up after. Mm-hmm. And there were days <laughs> <Exactly>. where I'd be <laughs> You know? there, there were days where I'd be on the guitar and I'd be so frustrated because I'd feel like I'd plateaued and I wasn't learning anything new or adding to I know exactly my sound. What you mean, yes. Yeah, and it was it would get, I would get really frustrated, so I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna put you down. I'm not gonna look at you. I'm not gonna acknowledge you. I'm just gonna get on with myself. Yeah, and when I feel love for you again, then I will caress you and seduce you, and we will do this thing. Yeah, but right now I I can't stand you, so just be in your own space. Yes, sometimes you gotta walk away. Yes. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Love and hate between the guitars. <laughs> exactly. It's good. I like, it's real important that uh, people, when they listen to the audience to hear that, understands that. And it's just like um, uh, what initially we started listening to Rago, just like the Return of John Messenger. And I remember we saw him, like I said, we saw him on Vigorous Denial. And then we saw him on that Beach Rhyme and Revolution that Global Faction had. Mm-hmm. And... You know, one of the things, the, the brother was, you know, my, my whole thing is if you ain't got no center in Africa, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, okay? And the brother was, 
He was red, black, green, red, black, green. Marcus <laughs> Darby said red, black, green. And I was like, oh, Lord have mercy. And then y'all two got together. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, no, it's all about you. It's all about you. <laughs> and um, I wanted to talk, and moving on to the next question, you know, folk music is defined as relating to the traditional art or culture of a community or a nation. And so when you're considering the definition of folk, music in relation to your album folk songs you and me we wanted to talk about the album's conception and overall arrangement i know raggle you kind of touched on it especially like we said you got diaspora in the interlude starting and, and also in the ending and it seems like you know the Af- the album is in itself is a general call to the to return of our african culture and values and, and many of the songs throughout the album which is why i love it Right, which is why we love is it's reinforcing the complementary relationship between the African man and the African woman. Okay, Definitely. I'm gonna stress that because it's too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. stuff Some people miss that part. Yeah. Okay, I don't want yeah. people to miss. They just call the melodies. They're like, oh, that's yeah. I love that riff. Ooh. Yeah, no, <laughs> miss no, the don't miss that. Part. Don't, don't don't miss the don't, don't miss the. Blood. I'm just like. <laughs> cool. You know, like like what you say on the every love and essence, the dirty little batty boy. But uh, anyway, I'm just going talking. Uh, 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 never in my life, Celestia. Anyway, can, can, uh, we we wanted we wanted you to both to talk about the album's uh, conception and ultimate objective because I just want to say this, listen, this is a really beautiful album. I, I mean, especially when you got that peppermint tea voice, sister. Oh Lord, have mercy! And then you got my man Rago. Oh, you're so strong. Y'all so strong, man. So strong. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk to us about the conception of the album. Both anybody want to pick it up. Um, I think it all began with Dark Skin Man, to be honest. True. Um, I think because for me in general, um, I'm all about showing love to my brothers um, and showing them respect and kind of just letting people know that like, the biggest part of my heart goes to uh, the African man. So... Uh, Dark Skin Man was a very important piece for me, which is why I wanted to do it right and give thanks. I had Rago there to do it right with. And everything else just flowed and stemmed from there, really. Um, Rago? I would say that um, not necessarily in the plan, but a lot of our work and who we are as people is about restoration. There's balance in it. There's a yes. there's an off balance of masculine and feminine energy in the universe right now. That's why yep. all yeah, kinds of things yes. are happening. You see it in the people, you see it in um, just the agendas and things that are being pushed without jumping too head first in it. But long story short, you can see it and you can feel it. Yes. That's why people, yes. enough people don't feel right in themselves and people want to do this and do that and people are doing all kinds of surgery because even in their own, as, as a woman, a woman yeah. turn around and this is who I am and this is my shape and figure and I turn around and want to put an extra bum on top of that or I want to take, <laughs> take one off or do all this kind of stuff or whatever. I'm, that's before you even get into anything from one gender to another. Like Just even that alone, yeah. that you're not... Now, if I don't, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak on womanhood. But I don't know, as a man, if I felt like I don't know, my muscles weren't big enough to make me a man, I'd go and spend some more time with my kid or something. If I can't, I went to the gym three times a week for six months, and the muscles haven't grown. I don't feel any manlier. I'd go and find another aspect to to rectify or to rebuild on to make me feel more like a man. Maybe maybe sports isn't working, so I need to go and do something else. Maybe spend some, like I said, spend some more time with my kids or build something or use other aspects of manhood. So yes. if, as a woman, whoever it was didn't feel woman enough, had to kind of get surgery, I think that they missed the point. So basically yeah. the point I'm making is coming back to the balance so that you're like a seesaw. One weight on one side, one weight on the other side. It goes from top to bottom, and then it balances out somewhere in the middle at some point. 
So um, that's sorry to cut you, but that's how our friendship works as well. Um, like he's my best friend, and I'm his best friend, aren't I? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I better be. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> but basically, um, the reason that we've been friends for so long and we're so tight is because. Um, we give each other that balance you know it's not always one person is this and one person is that we take turns we come forward we take steps back you know we give each other the space to be who we are in the way that we need to be who we are mm-hmm. um, and when one of us needs to be picked up or just needs a little shoulder we're there to provide that and so it was very easy to reflect that in the music and it mm. came very naturally yes so it, it wasn't even like a planned thing it was literally like okay well, this is the concept of this song. Let's do it. Or someone would have an idea for a song, start it, and then the other person would bring their element to it. And it naturally mm-hmm. was just a yin and yang type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was saying about the yin and yang, like the masculine feminine balance, it doesn't even always got to be like, your first thing your mind comes to is sex. But even in the thing, I wanted to tune to say, don't mean no disrespect, but it's not about sex kind of thing. It's not the flesh. It's about that, just that balance between. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. If, boom. Gay dudes always hang around the most females. No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they not? Because yeah. they need, as much as that's not their, their aspiration or their desire or what, what flicks on their switch, yeah? But they still need that balanced energy. Dark skin man. Knowledge of your... Six foot plus is something I've come to lust. After many days of deliberation, here's my situation. If my plan goes according, from friends to more than we'll become whilst you act dumb when it's written in my eyes, when our minds and bodies tied. But hold on, I'm rushing. What's your name and can we keep in touch in the usual way? Catch a film or just chill for the day? I mean, Show me who you are in your own special way I want to know your mind and ideas, your fears We can face down this road together when things are clear Like where we stand in each other's eyes And can you make that world sound sweet when I want to cry? Can I get you through anything with just the image of me smiling back at you? Don't have a clue but an inkling of the things capable of making this thing sensational So when I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me feel you. When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me, making me. When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me feel you. When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me, making me. Dark skinned man with those silky baritones on late night calls when I'm at home. You're sending chills and shivers down my achy, achy spine. You've got me asking why, why? You've got me feeling my, my. How incredible the journeys of our conversations, humor, intelligence, and social commentations. You've got me nervous thinking on our first excursion, tantalizing me with words on how. 
You want to paint a canvas of random happenings that fall in sync with daydreams you've imagined me having. And in reality, just the presence of your company means more to me than any materials could ever be. So, King, I'm willing and ready to be that queen that you need. So when I say, when I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me feel you. When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me, making me. When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me feel you. When I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me, making me. You got me feeling you. You got me feeling you. You got me feeling you. Got me feeling you. You 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 got me feeling you. Got me feeling you. Got me feeling you. You, you, you. Let me read you like an open book and reevaluate all the things I overlooked. Maybe then. Take it to my home and cook But first let me take a coat and put it on the hook Here you feeling me Well I'm feeling you too, you mirror me Cause we're the darkest shade of blue Show me Carl, wanna know who you are Sing out your soul to me on your guitar And I ain't even thinking sex, souls connected No disrespect so I know what you're thinking next When I press my dark skin flesh Against your flesh flesh, Face to face In your arms the safest place Gave me the blessing, amazing grace Learn by a star when your ways and your taste Dark skin lioness In your flat shoes and your flower dress Looking at you gave me one look And it rendered me powerless Got me feeling you You got me used to go to a grandparents house mm-hmm. you're not feeling when you step in the door of just ah looking star wars kind of thing it's that same because there was a balance of masculine and feminine energy and that's what the planet came out of, so we all came from so mm-hmm. we want to just kind of put that back that one there back on mm. flat again yeah get mm-hmm. rid of the ego and just it's it's all about just being a unit mm-hmm. give me a hug no mm-hmm. give us a hug go on oh. <laughs> 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 They're giving each other a hug. <laughs> no, that's important, though, because a lot of people's relationships are based on who can one-up each other and 
who can yeah. show each other, oh, this is what I got. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times somebody will be, will dominate the whole thing and it won't mm-hmm. be any give and take. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. And it's a lot of relationships but, like that. So y'all are very But that's lucky. it, the dictatorship. Mm-hmm. But the dictatorship <laughs> exactly back to the male supremacy, is. yeah? Mm-hmm. And so, and the male supremacy is out of a lack and out of insecurity. But at the end of the day, if you if if you needed to dictate, then you would be one person strong. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a, it's a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And so that means you have you, certain things you haven't gotten, certain things the other person hasn't got, and then you contribute them both. You take time to get to know each other yeah. and figure out what skills or what assets do you have to contribute and what does the other person so you can kind of work towards that common goal of whatever it is, I don't know, survival or longevity or mm-hmm. a fruitful life or a happy time or whatever the goal is, mm-hmm. but you can work towards that. But if you're both fighting each other, you're never even going to figure out what your skills are and you're distracted from the other threat, the other threatening aspects that could be coming your way. You're busy yeah. fighting a man over the two sticks to make the fire and then the pterodactyl will come over and pick you both up. <laughs> or the janko will come and yum you both, you know? <laughs> And you can even have that kind of relationship in the same sex, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very much so. If you look at the way that enough time, even the way it's presented to use as black women to the way that, that the images that they put of us is either super strong. Mm-hmm. If she's super strong, then it's either then it's this kind of um, beat down big, um, big mama type situation. Yeah. Can't mommy, tell me, yeah, yeah. It's either mommy or Auntie Jemima yeah. or it's over super sexualized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't keep herself together. Can't tend, stand for two seconds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That situation. Or then you have Halle Berry type yeah. being beaten, dramatized and all this kind of exactly. like Josephine type situation. So, mm-hmm. and women are all, black, the black women's all kinds of people, all kinds of aspects or whatever. But yeah. yet still you've only got these four stereotypes to push her in. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. It's like you said, they always pushing this stereotype and that stereotype. And, you know, I don't, like I said, I've told before, told you before and stuff, I don't really got no, we don't have TV or nothing like that. But it's just like when I go work out at the gym, that's when I see the TV thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they always, they always pushing. I they I don't know what it is. Now I know they doing that stuff now. They trying to push the, the, the civility. Uh, they always pushing all these light-skinned women now. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and I'm not yeah. my, me personally. If you if, if you African, you African. We Africans come in all exactly. colors because of the exactly. what happened. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you if if you mix what you say, if you mix race, then the black man won. You know what I'm saying. That's rap. <laughs> right. Right exactly. Okay, so I don't. But if you want to, because people try to say, well, if you mix, you might not. No, nah, no. Nah. Well, wait a minute. Well, what about the man that got with the white girl? You know what I'm saying? He mixed up in the head. So, do you mean to tell me if the African, who he happens to be mixed, if he claimed the Africanity, we good to go, we can make plans. You know, straight knowledge. That's another one of them yeah. tracks. But uh, that that's the whole thing. They pushing, you know, what is the African woman? And I'm telling you, in American, this stuff, that, well, y'all get the American tea. Hell, yeah. y'all know more about American than we know. This then is a closed right? society. Shit. <laughs> y'all be telling me some stuff, right? Uh, 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 they pushing what is the African man and then you know, it's always the darker you are, the more crazy you you is. You see what they do, and it's just it, it's it's really we're in a real neo-colonial time right now where we don't can't we haven't been able to read the political atmosphere. What's going on? You see what I'm saying? Even so, that uh, uh, I feel like even when we call, call ourselves African, some of us do, and some of us do. They doing it more so. I know over here. They trying to claim it in the sense uh, I've seen in terms of just being another ethnic group that can maintain itself in America without a contradiction. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Nobody mm-hmm. would ever say, 
uh, 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 understand. If anybody said the term Jewish Nazi, it would be considered non sequitur, right? But yeah, some kind yeah. of way you can claim America. I'm just like everybody else. The African means nothing. The African means nothing. It's just a physiological distinction. What, what that means is that you're a neutralized African, basically. Yes. Yeah, you're a Negro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what the Negro was. That's, that's the African American <laughs> is the new term for oh, what, you, what my grandma used to call the colored folk or the Negro. Yeah, or the, the colored folk in the Caribbean, yo. yo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my whole thing is, if you call me an African American, I tell you, but just just call me a nigga. Okay, because I, I I want you what they would because well, they would have been beating me I, on the plantation. You know what they call it in England? What they call it a criminal or a hoodie or an asbo. <laughs> there yeah. you go. You know, uh, and urban. even if yeah, or urban, and even if it's it's a brush a brushing statement, so a couple other people get brushed under the statement. Generally, that those people have some kind of association or affiliation to that culture. Exactly to that to that whatever. So even if they aren't of that, you're not a nigger, you're not a whatever. You've made some affiliation or statement by your dress code, by the music that you make, by the people you associate with, mm-hmm. by the way you make your money, by whatever, to this underclass culture. But it yes. would be the same keyword that would be criminal, or if you've got a beard and it's alhamdulillah, then it would be terrorist, or mm-hmm. if you yes. have, yes. you know, it's just keyword things kind of, because as it changes, as times change, it's like all things, language changes. When I was a kid, bad was the newest word. And if something was bad, that means it was the wickedest thing on road. It was great. It was amazing. Oh my day, that's bad, blood. Oh, it's, oh, it's a badness. It's bad. It's bad. You know, but if you go back, if you go back 30 or 40 years before that, then if you said it was bad, it was really like, oh, the plague, run, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So language changes usage according to the user yes. and the time it's being used in yes. and the context, mm-hmm. you know? That's exactly right. And then oftentimes that's just done as a little trick because that's what the English language is full of. But just oh, to lose yes. the user oh, as yes. well. It's a lose user. They try to say, well, niggardly is a real word. Yeah, but it's an English word that's based in some type of English bias. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so and, come on. And what they wouldn't, what, what they wouldn't, the thing is, I don't even have a problem with that. What would I have a, I would have a problem with is that they can't accept the fact that they got English bias. They'd be like, no, no, exactly. what are you talking about? <laughs> no, never, never. Mm. They do not, and, before you just leave the point alone, they'd argue every other point and up, apart <laughs> yeah. from the real point. <laughs> yeah. And that's what there's so much of nowadays to distract you from the point. That's why, you know what? Move on to the next one, man. Allow it. I'm going home, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's just so missed the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And actually, since we're talking about language, our next point was about language. And I'm going to read a quote from Ngugi Wathango, Um, and it's from his book, Ngugi Wathango Speaks, Interviews with a Kenyan Writer. And he quotes, well, I quote him, you can actually learn a lot from how words are used in our oral narratives because when we listen to our oral narratives, we will find some very strong imagery, very strong characters, very interesting situations. And for instance, when you listen to our proverbs, they are memorable because of the structure of the words, the rhythms that make them stick in the mind. So words are very important. In my view, the more political the narrative is, the more it needs to meet certain care, excuse me, certain artistic standards in the uses of words, imagination. One should care very much about the language so that it becomes interesting. And 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 so we wanted to relate that to some of the words in y'all in 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 like specific songs that y'all wrote and uh-huh. um like in so strong like the hook says so strong didn't show it I'm gonna try to sing <laughs> so strong 
testosterone <laughs> didn't even know it. And then, and when you when you think about the words of that, you can apply that to so many situations, you know, that everybody goes through that we can all relate to. And in the song yeah. Dark Skin Man, you say, when I say I charge you, you stand accused of making me feel you. And I think, and I'm just going to give you my interpretation of that. You can tell me <laughs> if it's true. Okay. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but when I hear that, I think that it's talking about um, anybody, really, a moment on a man who has been in a situation where they got a, you know, maybe abused or had these bad relationships. And so they kind of put this wall up and then they meet yes. somebody who's a real person, you know, a real African, mm-hmm. a real African woman, a real African man. And then they say, you know, I'm accusing you of making you, making me feel you because I was supposed to have this wall up and now you're messing that yes. up. You're messing up my wall. Yes. 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 Is that what Without it is? <laughs> yes. And the thing is, it's, 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 it's so funny because it's, it's that and it's also, uh, it's it's so crazy that you chose those two quotes because the so strong um so, song is written about a black woman and obviously dark skin man I charge you is written about a black man mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um it's like so with with the I charge you part um as well as it meaning that it's also just taking the the stereotype of a black man you know always running from the police always being in trouble with the poli- police. When you hear the words I charge you in terms of a black man, you expect it to be something to do with the police. But it's like, no, I'm I'm turning it on its head. It's more positive. It's the fact that, you know what, if I'm going to charge you with something, I'm going to charge you with something that's positive. I'm going to charge you with something that I had, I had no idea could happen, but I'm happy that it did happen because it's the greatest thing in the world to happen to me. And I'm thanking you for that. That's why I'm charging you. This is serious. It's not just like, okay, you, you've made me, feel you no 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 i charge you oh yeah. man that's it. caught done <laughs> that's that peppermint tea right there <laughs> stir it stir. and then <laughs> stir it put some lemon in there we go ah <laughs> oh, i like that and then, and then and you know as as women as black women we are it's like as as Rago has said previously, we're expected to be this strong person. Don't cry. Don't feel no pain. Just get on with it. Carry the heavy load on your back. Get on with it. And that's the end of the story. And people kind of forget that strength manifests in different ways and it shows itself in different yes. ways. So you could cry. That doesn't mean you're weak. You're strong because you've allowed yourself to feel those emotions. You've allowed yourself to go through that fire to become a better version of you, to deal with the issue at hand and get through it. Even that, that is the the misconception of this whole, like you said, this Auntie Jemima or this Beyonce or this super diva type, I'm a hustler, I'm I'm a hustler because... When you you as the black woman now, you've got all these emotions and all this pressure on you and all this attack and all this whatever in you, and then you can't even process and deal with it because society's told you all the mm-hmm. images of yourself that you... That the only images that you see of yourself which you recognise or associate yeah. to being strong are someone that doesn't do that. So you exactly. don't deal with it, and then you're not connected with yourself, you're not doing any room wellness, you're not doing any of this or that, blah, blah. then you're going nuts. And you're thinking, why am I going nuts? So why are they acting you know, treat me like I'm nuts? Because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that's been put on you. Whereas if you had had an example... If you do have sisterhood or people around you that can turn around and show you how to deal with it and get on with it, here's the shoulders to cry on, things will get better. That kind of, of a positive outlook or a realistic outlook as opposed to this kind of person on a pedestal without taint, this Jesus Christ female version that is higher than, holier than yes, all the rest of us exactly. and can't kind of, 
And that's the psychology that's putting them. And then when they can't manage it, they feel less than or lacking. And then exactly, exactly. That turns into illness, cancer, disease. And then the good ones end up dying because they can't live up to this of who they think their of grandma was or their image. aunt was. Or... Yeah. Exactly. And that is one of the things that, that's another thing back to I was saying to you about those stereotypes is the reason why it's there for. So that even if you are doing everything exactly right, They've moved the goalposts so you can yeah. never hit it. Oh, I like that. Yep. That is so true. Like Charlie Brown shit or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I want to talk about say also about So Strong, because I remember I've talked to uh, uh Ragos, like I told you, like the one the lyric you got on Back to the Basics, uh where uh, you was talking about where uh the, took you from the motherland where she don't know where her baby's at. Uh-huh. You know, that mm. line right there, that line really meant that line like 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 makes my like that I really that really touches my soul like I was really like it was kind of just cuz I'll be reading a lot of stuff when you understand our history and when you hear that it's kind of like I remember I was uh looking at some John Henry Clark said like Africans in the diaspora you know it's like you feel like you know growing up you feel like you don't really belong nowhere you see what I'm saying yeah. and so when you say yeah. they took the babies they they stole us and then the 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 constant propaganda that these people tell you is try to enforce and, and collocate with you. Well, you're not African no more. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're not African. And Charlize Theron is. Please get out of my face with that. Exactly. And so the so strong. I remember uh, before the album came. I remember I saw the video and y'all was into uh, like working at a homeless shelter and it kind of like man. So now when I watch the video and listen to the song, you know. I ain't gonna lie. I, I call it. I, call it, I start tearing up when I hear that because it's like, man, that was some. Because I ain't been homeless, but I was there. And then like I got, mm-hmm. I got to read like your last, the end of the song. And then you, Rago, you even harmonizing on the track. I can yep. hear you in the background, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, hear you, I, I hear you getting loose, bro. But you said, that's a special or extra sauce on that one. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and I got you said, keep my strength deep below my surface. Keep my strength deep below my surface. I I can't forget my value, my or my purpose, or what my worth is. Cause and and I have to say it, I'm gonna let you get, but I had to say because man, when you feel like worthless and crap, you know you got to center that African power. Cause like you said, they moving the goalposts. They telling you what a real nigga is, right? And that's where your yeah. only imagination is to be a real nigga, right? Whatever the the white media tell you, whatever that is, and then mm-hmm. you and. That song made me go back to my 20s and realize, man, I came through this stuff. And then you got the peppermint voice, sister, and you singing that. <laughs> Girl, y'all, y'all be making, y'all, when you say, I charge you on making me feel ways on that song. You know? <laughs> so, go ahead, Rocco, my bad. You see you saying about reaching to the start of that, that real nigga status or whatever. Enough times the leaders are the ones that turn around and achieve that status and then realize it's empty. It's like a mountain that they climb. Exactly. You see, like, for example, Malcolm Red. Mm-hmm. He got to the top of the heights of being the don of the street thing, and then he was like, oh, oh okay, I've got 10 years. Okay, right. But it's only through that real experience, and mm-hmm. actually really for him. There are a lot of people that flirt with it or pretend to be, or it sounds cool, so I buy the rap tune or whatever, but they're busy actually living and doing other stuff, so it doesn't really, it's like an infatuation. It's only those that live the fantasy that go through it, and they're like, oh, this was empty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I get you. And then mm-hmm. they look, and then your search is for what is the next mountain for me to climb. And that's how oftentimes they become the next... Malcolm X's or the Farragut or whoever the case may be. That's how they become the next leaders. But oftentimes, unfortunately, we have to go through it. It's a facade to be able to sell it to others. Even if you see it, for example, like people like Jay Coles or whoever at the moment. You know what I mean? They've been through that music machine thing and they've got to a certain point and then they're like, oh, back up. 
back up kind of thing. Even if you check, oh, um, what's all the people around Buffy, for example, like your shines, your loons, or whatever, they've all yeah, turned yeah, religious yeah. fanatics or whatever because they've been and seen the face of it. They've been and seen Dr. No stroking his cat in the office to realise, oh, yeah, <laughs> that devil really is whoever. Do you know what I mean? And, well, yeah, and it, you know, it messes some people up to the point where they like, oh, I want to kill myself or whatever. You know, they yeah. do some crazy mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's oftentimes you've got to really get there. If Or if not, it's like um, exercising your desires. If you kind of, if you still leave a little bit in the cup or in the syringe, you're going to go back and drink it. So you have to kind of get it all out to kind of, and then you realize, oh, right, is that it? Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, and then you can move on. Mm-hmm. And then everyone becomes a leader. If you check, for example, now for all the kind of, a lot of these kids that aren't, don't fit into that thug thing, or it's not really been promoted in the same way as it was before still, but the ones that don't fit into that, I'm a baller or I'm a this or whatever the others, it's like a new little stereotype that they're pushing right now. Yeah, you uh, can see back it. To what you're, you're, saying right. also, you're right. The waves change. But back to what you were saying also earlier about, I can't remember what it was, but um, I think it was to do with the women or something like that. It's lifestyles that they're selling now. See, once upon a time, they'd sell you products. Yeah. But it's easy. If I sell you a lifestyle, you'll buy everything that comes yeah. with the lifestyle. Oh, so if you yeah. check hip-hop, loving hip-hop, or if you check, um, I don't know, wherever these shows are kind of thing. Even if you check it, like uh, MTV show you music videos, because music videos were the product. They were selling songs, they were selling mm-hmm. CDs, etc. That doesn't sell anymore. So what they do is sell you, um, the, only ways, yeah, the only way is Essex or whatever. So they can sell you a million products. They can sell you hats, mm-hmm. T-shirts, vests, whatever. But if, if we're selling you these people, and the way that they live, you'll follow it forever more. And we can add up to it. Like lifestyles every day, it changes. Like the Sims. Like today, you might go to the beach. Right. Or tomorrow, you might do this. Or da, da, da. <laughs> and wherever you go with that thing, they can continue to sell you the products. Because I was watching one thing called, um, I think, oh, uh, power. Um, before the, and during the war, the First World War, or before the First World War leading up to it, they use these people that is a propaganda um artist kind of thing and they would, would sell the war the city needs you the country needs you this that the fourth whatever yeah. and they would have to get the public opinion behind the war so that when yeah. the war happened people wouldn't revolt right. so they get the people behind it they get the patriotism going they get the feeling of ah oh, these Germans these Jerry's whatever the case may be ah uh, Hitler's doing this blah blah or who, it wasn't even Hitler in the first war but whatever the case is they get the public feeling going mm. but then after the second world war was done these people were, had a really great finite skill because they had two wars to define it to get people behind war but then what could they sell then at that point? So what they did was get them to sell things like cigarettes and stuff or just, just little products, cigarettes, alcohol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then the ways that they did it was the same ways, the same skills that they used to sell war. So it was things like women, women who had newfound rights after the war or find new liberties after being used in certain positions, they sold them cigarettes by telling them it was a torch of liberty. And mm-hmm. it's the fact that they've got to choose it because before it was frowned upon for a lady. It wasn't a lady like to smoke mm-hmm. a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But now you've fought two wars and done all the duties a man can do. You're entitled to just as much cancer as he is. <laughs> so <laughs> come and buy our products. Right. And women, same thing as the feminism. They grabbed it up kind of thing. Yes, I want that. I want that because it's some, they hadn't exercised that desire and didn't realize it had nothing to do with them. Yes. And they want the right to do the same. And in that, how many of them got caught up in it, end up dying, cancer, sickness, illness, disease. But the point was, that's what they started doing at first, selling these products. And then after a while, they realized, because if you check the war ended in 1935 or 1945 or something like that, Technicolor Telly comes out about five or six years later. Mm-hmm. And you've got the 50s and the whole communism and all that drama or whatever. But yeah. around about that time, even even the communism thing, 
before it was a particular enemy or a specific person. Mm-hmm. But then they start to sell you this kind of, this is like, for example, you guys are in America, the all American way of living, you buy a Cadillac, you live in a house that looks like this, you <laughs> dress you know a suit that? or whatever. <laughs> but, I grew up watching um, um, All I Believe is Genie or All Day Long I Dream of Genie or, <laughs> yeah, or the, the Fondles, not the Fondles, what are they called? Um, house on the Prairie or oh, Grease Lightning. Happy days. Happy days. All them things. <laughs> and so if you, if you look at it and you check the timeline, you can see what's being sold to us oh. in, in hindsight. Yeah. So like you said, you went to the gym the other day and you could see because you haven't watched TV in ages, so you could see clearly what the agenda was. Exactly. It's just like when you ain't seen a friend for ages and they want money. Yeah. Yeah. You know in the first five sentences, hey, you like to make dodgy. Okay, you want your something. There you go, there you go. Let me buy you a drink. I'm out of it. And so it's the same thing. But it's only if you're in it all the time, you're around it all the time, you're susceptible to the manipulation, yeah. you know? So 
All right, are you so strong now? Are you so strong? You didn't even know it, you were so strong, huh? So strong, <laughs> you didn't know it, but you found out because of you and me, okay? So, this is where we got to leave it for now, but if you want to finish listening to this, a complimentary bond, you and me, Asabi Hawa, and a Raggle Zulu Rebel, part one in its entirety, all you have to do is go to our store, and there you'll have access not only to this particular interview, but to all of Conscientization 101's unabridged interviews, musical commentaries, and merchandise. And most importantly, you will be supporting 100% independent media. Yeah. Okay, now, we promise you, just as with all our unabridged interviews, the podcast was just the tip of the iceberg. We touch on so much more. So you definitely want to get the unabridged interview from you and me where we cover, in addition to what you just heard, misconceptions of power and imperial political economy. So now we know you want to finish hearing what you and me had to say, okay? Now, this episode has featured sounds from... Not listed in the order they were played. You and me, all about you. Dark-skinned man. And So Strong from their album, Folk Songs, and Conscientization 101, Decolonize This, Properly Defining Settlers, Part 1, from our musical commentaries collection. We wanted to thank Sister Asabi Hawa and Raggle Zulu Rebel, you and me, for taking the time to dialogue with us. Rags! And we definitely appreciate that peppermint ethereal voice sister asabi yes we do and for more info on asabi and rago as artists as well as their collaborative projects as you and me check out these social media and affiliated websites you and me instagram at you and me underscore 2014 that's at U A N D me underscore 2014. Asabi Hawa. Twitter at Asabi underscore Hawa. That's at A S A B I underscore H A W A H. Instagram at Asabi underscore Hawa underscore music Facebook search Asabi Hawa A-S-A-B-I space Hawa H-A-W-A-H website Asabi dash Hawa dot com and on SoundCloud search for Asabi Hawa Rago Zulu Rebel. Twitter at Rago Zulu Rebel. Instagram at Rago Zulu Rebel. And at Rago Zulu Rebel promo. He has two, y'all. Facebook search Rago Zulu Rebel. Website. 
RagoZuluRebel.com. Bandcamp. Just do a search for Rago Zulu Rebel. And on SoundCloud, search Rago Zulu Rebel. Y'all kind of seeing the pattern here? All right, links for music featured in this episode are available in our show notes. Links for social media and affiliated websites for you and me, Asabi, and Rago are also available in our show notes. So you can just click to them. Because I know y'all ain't going to remember all that I just laid down. Y'all going to be like, damn, that's a lot of shit. So I'm a, I, we done put all the links in there. So there ain't no excuses why you shouldn't have folk songs or get you job messenger or something, damn it. Just go on in there, click on the link, make the purchase. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what you support. But I don't know if y'all do the support and y'all just militantly like shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, did, I did support. I like shit. I like it. I like to hit like on the shit. That's, that's my action. Yes, I like a lot of stuff. I don't buy shit, I just like it. All right. <laughs> I digress. Not really. And don't forget, when you visit us at conscientization101.com or c101magazine.com, sign up to our mailing list for exclusive information and downloads. Hit up our store, support 100% independent media. Also, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at conscient one. That's C O N S C. I-E-N-1 on Facebook, Conscientization 101, and Instagram at C101 Editors. Again, support these wonderful artists. You got the links. We've made everything easy for you. Stop being a militant liker, okay? Go ahead and support us as well because that helps us keep bringing them to you. And it's it's a synergy, you see, guys? But if, if, if you cannot move yourself to buy you and me I think y'all some dead motherfuckers. I'm sorry, I just got to say that because you heard Sister Asabi and Brother Rago bringing that together so strong. And if you can't support this album, your ass is so weak. I said that shit. So weak, you can support them. Your weak ass is so weak. And bitch, I didn't know it. You're so weak. And you show it. Get your ass away from me because you so weak. Hey, y'all going to put me on You and Me Part 2, Asabi, Rago? Y'all think I can make the cut? Anyway, I'm having fun, guys. I'm just joking, am I? But I'm just joking, am I? No, my sister and brother, Raggle Zulu Rebel and Asabi Hawa, I love y'all. Y'all know I love y'all. Shoot, they better buy it, otherwise they're going to see me come out so strong on their ass. But anyway, support these people. We're going to see you in part two. We out. Peace. Conscientization.